Welcome back to another episode of Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Once again, this is your boy Christian. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about soccer once again like uh, we do every week. Um, today, in honor of uh, Copa Libertadores coming back into our world, uh, I decided to wear my uh, my beautiful uh, blue and gold uh, Boca jersey. Uh, just out of respect for my, uh, for my uh, I don't know. I don't know why he said that, but yeah, so Copa Libertadores is coming back, and I am very excited uh, because not only Copa Libertadores is back, but it seems like, obviously, with the Premier League is back, uh, La Liga is back, and uh, and uh, Serie A is about to come back, and, and basically, soccer, soccer, the soccer world is basically coming back into its normal self, which means that everybody can get excited. All these fantasy leagues can start back up. And then basically everybody just gets to enjoy a little bit of, uh, of soccer in their life. Um, but of course, uh, since we are a Houston-based soccer podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, a little bit about the dash. I, didn't, I wasn't able to watch most of the game. I actually just watched the second half of that. So uh, I'm just going to like really touch it up real quick. And then we're going to talk about the dash. Uh, You can tell I miss my long hair because huh? I'm, I'm used to doing this. But um, uh, then we're going to talk about the Dynamo. There is a bunch of stuff going on in the Dynamo world. So we're going to talk about that. And um, yeah, so that's going to be it. But before we begin, of course, let me just go ahead and uh, give you my social media just in case if you were wondering where you can find me and or the show, uh, you can find me under uh, or at Chris Putaleas, which is C R I S. P-U-T-A-L-L-A-Z as in Zebra, which I almost just forgot my name. And then if you want to get the show or follow the show, you can follow the show at Cuatro Cuatro Dos, which is Q-U-A-T-T-R-O, Q-U-A-T-T-R-O-D-O-S. Um, hopefully, I've been thinking this week um, I need to get back into doing some interviews or getting back into talking to some people. So, um, usually... Back in the day or whenever I did my first interviews, I was able to do those in the daytime because I wasn't working as much or actually I was on paternity leave. So I had a little a little bit of free time. But since obviously now I usually work in the mornings uh, and I have the three kids that I have to take care of, you know, here and there with my wife uh, and they don't go to bed till night or about eight o'clock. So I'm going to actually see if I'm able to set up some interviews for like the nighttime, maybe around which is like now, which is like 9.30 or so. Uh, hopefully people are still up by then. And then uh, we'll be able to record a couple of uh, different um, interviews, talk to different people around the city. Uh, like I said, I have a list of like people I would, lo I would love to talk to. So also, if you are a listener... Um, and you would like to uh, get on the show or be in the show or, you know, be kind of interviewed in a way or uh, be part of the show. Or just, you know, I guess like a one day co-host and we can like just talk crap about soccer. Uh, you know, we can talk about the Dynamo. We can talk about whatever team you're into. Uh, I'll do a little bit of research and uh, we'll talk about that if you like. Uh, so if you're passionate or if you just got a little bit of free time and you want to hop on, uh, just let me know. And we'll do something uh, like that. So that's my invitation to all my listeners uh, slash watchers. Because you can also find the, the show on YouTube. So if you would like to uh, just hang out virtually, I guess. Uh, we can do it through a Zoom call. 
uh, and then we can just hang out and talk about some soccer, talk about some life, if you'd like, whatever. Whatever comes to, to the to the forefront of the conversation. Uh, so let's talk a couple seconds about the dash. I know this is probably uh, not going to be very detailed because, like I said, I only watched the second half. Uh, but I, what I watched was a very entertaining game, a 4-3 game, which the dash actually ended up with 10 men, or I guess you can say 10 women uh, in this case, right? Um, and obviously we are missing probably our, our, I guess you can say our star, or our best player, our captain, Rachel Daly, who is actually playing on, on a loan, which how they tend to do in women's soccer, or at least here in the Americas. Um, usually the, the seasons tend to be a little bit shorter, so um, since to, you know this year has been obviously weird, um, they had the, the, the I was going to say Champions Cup, the Challenge Cup, in color in Utah earlier this year, early this year, like two months ago, uh, and then they're doing the fall series this time around. Um, so you know, obviously, some players went on loan, and uh, even though they got just signed into the team again or got re-signed, I guess you can say, uh, they went out on loan and they're playing either in England or in other leagues around the world, right? Uh, but it was a very entertaining game. I heard Prince had a really good game. Uh, like I said, I wasn't able to watch a lot of it, but I heard she wrecked it. She killed it. Uh, I saw Groom had a kind of a pretty good game. Uh, Katie Mewis uh, scored a goal, if I'm not mistaken. So obviously she had a good game. But what, you know, what I was able to watch in the set, which was the second half, was a very fought, hard fought game. You know, you're playing North Carolina Courage, who is the best team out there, basically, uh, when it comes to the NWSL. Uh, they have a player like Devinha who freaking killed it. Um, and it's kind of hard, you know, to go against a team that has such a talented player. And when they're like fully inspired and charged up, um, you know, it's kind of hard to, to kind of make a difference. And even though, I mean, y'all, you know, the dash was playing with 10 and, you know, because uh, kind of like a dumb foul. Uh, right now I'm blanking her name, but I can see her face. Um... A dumb foul, like way up high in the field and stuff like that, that kind of led the dash to end up with ten. Um, but you know, they they almost came back and they almost you know they fought till the end and and almost got that tie. I mean, honestly, they almost got that win because they 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 went up three two at one point in time. Um, so, I mean, uh, yeah. So the dash, pretty pretty close. Uh, they're playing here again. I actually forgot to pull that information, but I'll put it on the description below. Um, actually, I didn't forget. It's just that my interwebs is not working correctly, so I wasn't able to get um, the the like the actual like times and stuff like that. But um, other than that, let me see. Actually, I think it's coming up. Yeah, there it is. Saturday, September 26th, uh, we're playing Orlando Pride, um, and I think they're also, is that that one here at home? Yeah, so that one's actually going to be be here at home at VVVA, um, and also after that we play October 4th on a Sunday, we play North Carolina Courage here at home once again, and then we play at uh, Orlando Pride. So those are going to be really good games because Orlando Pride and North Carolina Courage tend to be one of the be- you know tend to be uh, the best teams in the NWSL. So it's actually a good trial 
not trial, but like, what is it called? A good challenge for the dash to be, this one doesn't work, here. It doesn't work. Um, but yeah, so it's gonna be a good a good trial, a good challenge, a good trial for uh, the dash to see and prove why they were the Challenge Cup champions, basically. I mean, a 4-3 loss to the North, Car to the North Carolina Courage with 10 on the field was a good, you know, showing of what they have, you know, what what kind of talent they have. I mean, pretty, I mean, you can't really, like, uh, say much about that, you know. It was, it was a tough loss, but I think they, they fought it very, very well. Um, but other than that, that was basically uh, most of the information. I think I already talked about all the signings uh, last week, but a new signing that actually just happened uh, today the 14th was the re the re-signing of midfielder CC Kaiser, who's also on loan. Like I said, uh, I think is well, I can't remember which team she was gonna go. If I'm not mistaken, well, obviously somewhere in Europe, in Norway. Coldborn, yeah. I mean, might as well just kept it at that, right? Because I can't even pronounce it. But yeah, so CC. Uh, Kaiser is going to uh, actually for the remainder of the year she's going to be in Norway but obviously when the N NWSL kicks back up again I think we'll have a really really stacked team and uh, with this um, expansion teams actually coming in into the NWSL it's going to be interesting to see also who because they get to protect about 9-10 players uh, from their full roster so it's going to be interesting to see who the dynamo uh the dynamo the dash uh have in their like protected list for this upcoming season um with this all all these new teams coming in it's really good for competition it's really good to promote you know players coming up and it's also really good because um women's soccer tends to gravitate or, or take players from uh the college uh area not area college scene i guess that's what i was trying to say um, and they actually have really good talent from there, so it's gonna be cool to see what you know what girls step up, uh, you know, in the future, you know, coming going through college and then seeing how that works out. Um, but a lot of young talent, and then a lot of really talented girls, a lot, like a really, really, really talented. Um, Davinia being one of them. If y'all didn't watch those goals, freaking bombs. Um, but other than that, that's basically all the information on the dash. Um, and then, you know, we'll just kind of keep, keep watching and keep seeing how they, how they, uh, transform or blossom into this championship team that actually gets, not a challenge, you know, a challenge cup was good, but it'll be cool to have like, well, come on, dude, uh, hopefully you guys can't hear that too, but some guy's alarm is going off in the background. But uh, it's going to be cool to see a couple of stars on top of the crest uh, of the dash uh, of the dash crest. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, going and transitioning and transitioning into the male side of things uh, for the Houston soccer. Uh, let's talk about the Dynamo a little bit. Um, I don't have a lot of a breakdown for these two games because, to be a hundred percent honest, uh, the Colorado game to me. Not only I was tired because of work and all that stuff. Um, to me, the Colorado game was very, very boring. Very, very boring. There you go. Trying to pronounce my V's and B's correctly. 
the Colorado game was kind of like, eh, you know, we went in there with like a second team, you know, like um, about four, four, uh, four non-starters that started that game. Uh, and Cabrera, Visama, Sahibo, and Tomas Martinez, who Tomas Martinez, you know, here's a drink of water for Tomas Martinez. Um, and then, um, yeah, so those, and if I'm not believing, Bonnie Garcia also started, but I'm not 100% sure. I should have checked on that, but oh well, it's too late now. Um, but yeah, to me personally, it was a really, really boring game. Uh, we had basically, I was, I was interesting to see what the Dynamo was going to bring in, coming in with a second team, you know, and, and parentheses or you know in quotation marks um to see if they were actually going to play how they played kansas city and uh, how they play minnesota the the you know the previous two games because those two games were almost perfect uh like passing wise coming out the back uh, moving the ball around i mean if you go listen to the previous episode you hear like all the good things that I mean if you've been watching you hear all the good things that Dynamo have been doing in a soccer way like you know passing the ball moving the ball around not rushing you know kind of opening the field spreading it out you know touching one two touches real quick um just playing very 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 beautiful soccer and this game it's just it was so like funky like we couldn't have possession I mean the possession at the end of the game was 66 to 35 for Colorado so obviously we didn't even keep the ball and I think that that had a lot to do with the fact that we didn't have Vera who happens to be like one of our main like you know um what do you call them like cornerstones kind of 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 the team that holds the ball that keeps the ball also Quintero's not starting you know that another guy that kind of holds the ball a lot and keeps the ball you know makes the the ball play around um, and it was just, it was just terror. It was just pretty, pretty bad. You know, Marek, Marek, Marek had a good night. He had a bunch of, a bunch of saves that we got. They hit the post twice. Um, it was just kind of like, you know, like we were kind of like trying to end the game in a way. Like, you know, let's just, you know, get here, play the game, you know, try not to lose basically and just kind of move on to the next you know I think everybody was kind of looking over that Colorado game and just looking into that Dallas game right uh, at least in my at least in my perception that's how that's how I saw it and I think that's how it felt for most of us in a way um, it just seems like that Colorado game was just like uh you know an inconvenience almost into the schedule in a way um but I think honestly I mean we we got lucky in a way. I mean, obviously, scoring goals sometimes can be lucky, and the play where we scored wasn't a lucky play. It was pretty well played. Uh, and you know, shout out to uh, Christian Ramirez that that was able to freaking score and get that all that freaking shit out of him. You know, like symbolically, and I don't know, maybe literally, but uh, but you know, he was able to score and get that you know get that bad uh, vibes from him. Uh, but I think, you know, that 1-0 kind of helped us out, kind of, in a way, kind of helped us, you know, give us a little edge or a little, um, a little, 
Well, I don't know. I don't know. What, what, I can't. I can't think of a word. But just give us a little plus so that you know if they were gonna score, which I think basically everybody saw that they were gonna score at any moment just because of the way that they were pressuring and the way that they were attacking and the way that they were going with all their players and kind of looking for that for that you know game, which unfortunately for us uh, came freaking the last minute like you know a good old dynamo fashion. But I think, uh, I mean, this is probably not a good thing to say, but I think Colorado deserved a tie, if not a win. And I think we we got pretty lucky that we were able to tie that game up and, and get a point away from from Colorado, you know? Um, you know, a, a way of saying it is that Colorado lost two points and we won, we won one, you know? We should have came out of there probably with a loss to be honest just because of the way that they were playing and the way that we were playing but you know not always when you play better you win it's just you know how soccer goes and funny enough we tried to kill that game we're bringing in uh Adi Lasseter uh Manotas and Quinteros in that second half and try to like lick you know liquidate is that liquidate I don't know liquidar in espanol uh liquidar el partido like kill the game off basically with putting or top three strikers or attacking players, you know, up top. And basically, they were just lost in in the game and the freaking cloud and the coldness of Colorado's. Uh, they were just lost in the Rockies there. And, you know, it is what it is. They got 25 shots. We got 10 shots. Um, so, obviously, they, they wanted it a little bit more than we did. And, you know, they got the tie. Um... And then moving on from there, we moved on into the Dallas game. Um, another game that was kind of like weird, you know, maybe because it was a derby. And it was just kind of like trabado, like, you know, just congested of kind of like emotions in a way. It, did, it didn't look as fluid as the Dynamo usually looked. Especially, you know, thinking that you have like all your 11 starters and you're like, okay, well, you know, we might be able to see a glimpse of that SKC game, that Minnesota game. Um, you know, let's bring out the good play. Let's bring out the, the, the good soccer out. You know, Colorado, yeah, that was a, let's leave that in the past, but let's just go back to what we know how to do. Um, but unfortunately, we weren't able to find that rhythm, even though we had a little bit more possession than them. We we ended up with 53. They ended up with 48, which is almost 50-50 there. Uh, we had 16 shots. They had 13 shots, so we were kind of even there. Um, but they got well. They didn't. They got lucky in their second goal. But the first goal, you know, honestly, contender of goal of the year, basically, uh, golazo from them. Uh, I don't know what the name of the guy is, and I really don't care about anything Frisco. So, but you know, you you have to admit that the guy just caught a beautiful ball, a beautiful volley uh, in the air. Beautiful, like marriage, just had to look. You know, there was nothing he can do. And then obviously Memo with a beautiful and like I, I even tweeted it out. I was actually holding. I don't know if I was holding my daughter. Or she was like really close to me, but I saw that when I saw the goal, I kind of yelled, yelled out really loud. Uh, very passionate guy when I watch sometimes. Because um, of the Colorado game, I was, I was falling asleep. That shit was boring. But you know, against Dallas, I tend to be a little bit more passionate because I hate Dallas in a way. Um, but Memo, when he scored, you know, scared my whole 
my whole household basically my kids were not crying but you know they were like dad what the hell are you doing bro uh in a way and then uh memo even though he was kind of like the hero because of the goal then he kind of made a mistake not getting the ball out of the goddamn box uh quickly and they were able to find that second goal over you know a little chip over marriage uh marriage didn't have a hot game on that one but uh but i think we um unfortunately i have I need to talk to somebody in the Dynamo organization to be able to get into those press conferences after the games, on away games. Because obviously on home games, I'm there, so I'm able to watch them. Or I'm able to ask questions even. But on those away games, I need to get that. You know, I need to get that information. <clears throat> so I'm going to hit some people up, see who they can do something about it. <clears throat> I need that link, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, I, I need to know what the hell was the thought process after the game. Like what... What is Tab Ramos looking forward to? Also, they do a press conference the day before the game. So that's also a pretty interesting thing that I actually need to get to. Uh, just because I want to see what Tab Ramos has to... Honestly, like Tab Ramos right now <clears throat> is very interesting to me. Because I've been watching... Um, I saw a documentary. I don't know if you guys have seen it. On Netflix about Barcelona. And like basically that golden era of Barcelona with Pep Ward. Not starting with Pep Guardiola, but starting with... Um, the the what do you what do you call people from Netherlands? I don't know the Hollandeses. You know I don't know I don't know what they're called in English, but <clears throat> the guys from uh, the Netherlands, uh, Patrick and I just know his his first name and uh, black guy. <clears throat> um, Jesus, I'm over here choking. <clears throat> okay, there we go. <clears throat> but yeah. Uh, the guy that was right before uh, Pep Guardiola, I believe. Um, so he started. He was basically the one that kind of rearranged or or was trying to experiment on the, or bring that uh, great Barcelona into the forefront. And obviously, then Pep Guardiola kind of perfected it. But I'm not gonna say that the Dynamo are playing like Barcelona because that's just a big statement. But if you actually watch the documentary. And you kind of watch those games against uh, SKC, uh, the 2-1 game, in um, the 3-0 game against Minnesota. You see some similarities in that same style of play. Which is very interesting because, you know, that's a big statement right there. Saying that the Dynamo are playing somewhat like, a bar- like the Golden Era Barcelona. But actually, when you look at it, you know, Pep Guardiola had the philosophy of starting from the back, playing from the back, like literally starting from the center backs. And if you look at those games, most of the the balls that came from the back, like, you know, goal kicks, they weren't kicks. Uh, They were, you know, starting from the back, you know, starting with Kiki, started with Figueroa. Uh, So it was very interesting. And also that's kind of a style of play that I I always love to play. Um, You know, kind of starting from the back. And even though there's pressure... It just kind of makes you become a better soccer player because you're always kind of like play under pressure because you're obviously starting from like really close to your own goal. But then also you become a little bit more efficient in soccer because you have to learn how to pass. You have to learn how to read the field. You have to learn how to read your, you know, your opponents and stuff like that. 
and you know it was just it's just interesting to see that style of play coming from from Tab Ramos. Obviously with Cabrera it was completely different. It was a kind of like you know we'll we'll attack and we'll score whenever we get the chance. Basically we were in a, like a counter attacking team. We were not a, like a team that attacked it attacked in their own merits in a way. Um, but yeah, and I think a lot of people wanted to see that against Dallas and it just wasn't a hundred percent there. But I am very hopeful that these games coming up here in September or late September, we will be able to see a you know a glimpse of those games. And also if Tab Ramos, if you're listening to this, um, we need to see that dynamo. We need to see that dynamo that three zero against Minnesota. We need to see that dynamo against that two one uh SKC um, that 5-2 SKC as well, and, you know, let's do it, let's get this done, let's get this damn deal, like, we're 7th place, we're, like, right now, we are in a playoff, uh, position, but, you know, we gotta, we gotta stay up there, especially in the West, where, you know, some of the things that, some of the teams are very, very strong, um, but other than that, those are my two game, uh, breakdowns kind of way, but funny enough, uh, it's it's crazy when I think when you think about life nowadays, because like uh, news, like the news cycle is so fast, like everything turns around so quick. Like if you guys, I, this blows my mind just because <clears throat> I think back in the day it would have been different. I don't know. I'm only 28, but I need to talk to a person that's older. But like for example, if you think about the beginning of the year. Um, this is obviously it's not going to be soccer related, but just to, as an example of how news cycles, you know, kind of turn around very, very fast. Um, if you remember in the beginning of the year, the United States was about to go to war with Iran, which kind of would have started a World War Three. In a way, right? Um, I don't know how, you know, how, you know possible that was going to be but it seemed very possible and twitter was blown up and the world was blown up in a way uh like news wise and and then from one day to another like like there was no more world world like world world three was gone like the new cycle had moved on to the next thing and then to the next thing and then to the next thing um but it just blows my mind because i think if we would have been like in a different time like you know older times um, I think people would still be talking about that in a way, and maybe not, maybe I'm wrong, but I just, I just think it's crazy how like news kind of like we forget so quick and this week, like for example, the athletic came out with a, some breaking news basically. Also, if you don't have a subscription to the athletic, I recommend it 300%, um, because they come out with like some great stuff, but they came out with some breaking news that there was they had heard there was rumors or whatever um, that the Dynamo were planning on or not the Dynamo but Gra- Gabriel Gabriel Brenner, the majority owner of the Houston Dynamo Dash uh, organization organization that sounds weird um, was thinking about selling his stock or whatever his portion of the teams. Uh, and, and it's just crazy because we talked about it for like one, two days and then, you know, just kind of moved on. But 
I've been thinking about that a lot just because of not only the sale part, but because it also part of the information that had came out was the rebranding and possible name change, possible uh, color change, possible rebrand of like the sh- the shields, I guess, the uh, what do you call it? the crest of the team and stuff like that. And it's just, it just kind of stayed in my mind because, you know, I, I started thinking about, like, for example, if you Google, uh, like, for example, me, myself, I'm a big Boca fan, as you can tell. Um, and I always, one of my favorite things, you know, is history. And I would always look into the history of Boca, you know, who has 100 plus years of history. And when you look at, you know, like the jerseys, the colors of the jerseys and like, the crest of the team like the crest has always been evolving and changing in a way and it's pretty cool because you see the different crests and you know like different eras had different crests but the colors basically remained the same from like the beginning you know in the beginning they played with like black and white cloth basically because it was like the 1800s 1900s uh like 1905 that's when the, the the team started so obviously back in the day like they didn't have a set like colors or you know it wasn't like, obviously the sport was completely different um but then you know from the beginning of like they started wearing blue and yellow like they haven't changed since then and like blue and yellow has become like you know the synonym of boca like you think of boca you think blue and yellow you think you know the colors you know just kind of go together like you can't picture Boca being a different color basically and and you think about all these like you know crazy or not crazy things teams but like you know historical teams like you think of Manchester United you think red you think of Chelsea you think blue you think of Manchester City you think you know baby blue or light blue you think of uh, Barcelona you think of you know the blue and the grana whatever that color is just say burgundy or whatever that color is um, you think of, I don't know, Real Madrid, you think of white, you know, the pristine white jerseys, you think of, I don't know, name name a team, and, you know, you can think of the color, and the thing that I was saying, and I also tweeted about this, was how the Dynamo, which is basically most people talked about, was how the Dynamo has been identified with the color orange, and yes, it's not like the greatest color out there unless, you know, your favorite color is orange. So shout out to you if your favorite color is orange. Believe it or not, my favorite color is yellow. Um, yeah, so it's random. But, you know, people have different tastes or whatever. But uh, the color orange basically is a synonym of Dynamo. And I think Dynamo is such a strong name because when you look around the league and when you look around the world today... Everybody, everybody's club team is like, you know, FC or SC or City or United or this, like, like there's no just, como que, you know, there's no st- stuff behind it. It's just like very generic, like, it's like picking out a baby name out of a book, you know, kind of, you know, like, I was just going to say something that <laughs> I would find very offensive, but... If your name is Jose, <laughs> but you know, it's like naming your kid Jose is like in a world of Jose's, you know what I'm saying? Or like, I don't know, but you know, if your name is Jose, nothing against you. I'm just saying your name is very common um, 
or like you know just naming a girl Maria or something like that you know like it's just very generic and there's nothing of like you know come on I don't know like like flavor to it in a way and I think Dynamo even though there's other teams named Dynamo is like very still very unique like we are Houston Dynamo like we are just Dynamo like you don't we're not united we're not Houston FC like you 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 could literally just say Dynamo like you don't even have to say the name of the city like everybody knows who we represent right like we everybody knows that the, you know and and also the dash like everybody that's cool. that's the cool thing too like if you think about like the women's soccer like the NWSL none of their teams are FCs i think like North Carolina Courage Orlando Pride, Houston Dash, uh, Sky Blue. Well, Sky Blue FC, I think it is. But it's still a Sky Blue. Like, it's not whatever New Jersey or whatever they, they're from, you know. Um, like, the Thorns. Like, they have original names. It's not like a Nashville FC. It's not like a Minnesota United. It's not... LAFC like you know the, the teams back in the day kind of had a little bit of more thinking a little bit more like stop naming your teams soccer club uh, FC or whatever I don't know maybe I'm just ranting about that but I think the true identity of this team or this club are the Houston you know the the name Houston Dynamo and the color orange. You know, we can add the black and, and the baby blue or whatever. And I don't care. What, like, I I mean, I do care what you do with the crest. I don't want you to, like, kill it. But I think maybe the crest could be better, you know. Um, honestly, I, me personally, like, I, I like tattoos, right. Um, I only have two right now. I don't know if you can see them. There's one. There's the other. Uh, the name of my kids. I need to actually add a third one. Because I have three kids now, uh, but if you look at the, the 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 like or crest, it's it's unique. It's different. Me personally, I don't like the fact that soccer ball. Like, we don't. I don't think we need a soccer ball in our crest to identify as as a. It's like very nineties crest, and also the word the word like dynamo. It just seems too much. I mean, I get it. I like the crest. It's very different and it's very like spaceships, spaceship-ish, uh, like the shape-wise. You know, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I think the colors are great. Black and orange are great. Like I love that combination of black and orange. I think it's probably one of the biggest, biggest and greatest things we have done. Especially like playing it off with the tequila sunrise, you know, gradient or whatever. You know, the jersey that came out. And also, like, if you look at the dash, the new white uh, dash jersey, which is fire, because you know the three, the three stripes, basically. Uh, but I think they've done a really good job, and I think if we can knock this out of the park, I think the Dynamo, like, I think the the potential of having a great like crest is like is it's crazy, and I think we should really work hard on that. I think. Um, well, I think everybody has seen how our marketing team, shout out to whoever runs that, into all the people that do that, like the videographers, the photographers. Like, I think Houston Dynamo has probably one of the best 
marketing social media teams that has ever been seen in the world of soccer honestly um so shout out to y'all like y'all like killing the game and the whole like branding of holds it down you know just very houston ish uh you know everybody throwing up the age like like even players like new players they're from like you know lundquist from sweden and you see them throwing up the age like it's just very like this is very houston and and it's good that players are coming into the city and are, are embracing the culture of the city which is that's what ba makes houston very unique if you look at other cities um it's hard to find like people that get really identified with with their city because you know yeah some 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 of them have like really good like culture uh like atlanta or you can say like maybe like an lafc or like nashville because it's known as music city or whatever and i know every city kind of has their own little thing but like for example you look at I mean, not to pick on them, but, you know, you look at Dallas. What does Dallas have, like, like you know, culture-wise? I mean, I, I can't think of anything. I, nothing comes to my head. Like, San Jose, nothing comes to my head. Like, Portland, yeah, maybe because they're all, like, you know, progressive and all that stuff. And, you know, the wood and the timber and all that. And, you know, they're all, like, like that. <laughs> Uh, but like you think of uh, Seattle, like, nah, no, like I don't see anything from them. Uh, Galaxy, nothing. Um, like not even New York, New York FC or like New York Red Bulls. Like there's, it doesn't seem to have any like flavor to their culture. Like they they don't like really apply it. And I think the Houston Dynamo has done a really good job. In applying the culture of Houston into the into the team, um, but yeah, that's that. Um, another thing. Whoa, I was just like burping there. All right, what a break. Another thing that was really good, or I mean, some people like it, some people don't, is that fans are be able are uh, fans are going to be able to attend the uh, next upcoming game, which is the nineteenth, which is actually this weekend coming up. We're playing Minnesota once again at 7 p.m. It's a Saturday, so it's going to be interesting because, you know, we bit Minnesota 3-0 after the SKC win. So it's going to be really good. It's also going to be a really good trial for Tab Ramos to see if he was able to bring the guys back into their head, you know, after the Colorado tie and after the Dallas loss. So it's going to be a good trial for us. Uh, another thing, uh, also, if you're wanted to sign, you know, Go to the game. You have to like sign up or some stuff like that. So just look it up. HoustonDynamo.com and just check check it out right there. Make sure. I don't know if I think I don't know if they're only doing season ticket holders or not. But just make sure you get it. And obviously, if you're gonna go, be responsible. Don't be a dickhead. Wear your mask and all that stuff. Uh, you know, even if you don't like to, just do it for your fellow brother and sister in Dynamo World. I guess I was gonna say in Christ. But, you know, some of you probably won't believe in Christ. Um, then, to finish it off, uh, I think what has been the biggest news probably in the last couple of days has been that Ellie seems to be already kind of out of the team. Um, I'm recording on a Monday, probably going to be out on Tuesday. Uh, you, some of you will probably see that it's on a Wednesday or maybe later. But by probably by then, Ellis will be on his way out of the team. A lot of people have confirmed 
Nothing has been confirmed yet from the clubs themselves, but it seems like Boa Vista, Boa Vista, I don't know how you say it in Portuguese, um, a Portuguese team where actually Reggie Cannon actually just got what they're the player from FC Frisco, South Oklahoma, as they pointed out on Twitter, um, you know, went out, uh, is going out to, or it seems that he's, you know, on his way out to Boa Vista, and the numbers are still not known, but some people say from five to six million. Some people say really low. So until they, the information doesn't come out, we won't know what the actual prior was. But hopefully we'll be able to get a good amount of money because at the end of the year, uh, Elise is actually walking out free. So hopefully we'll get some cash. And with that cash, we'll turn around and we seem to have also the same way that Eli seems to be going to Boa Vista. Uh, Bajamich, the Argentinian playing in Instituto, seems to be on his way to Houston. So that's going to be interesting uh, to see. Actually, I tweeted about this today that if with Eli's leaving, hopefully he doesn't leave too much of a gap for you know either Bajamich or uh, Ari, uh, Ari Lasseter or um, Hansen or whoever is going to take his spot has to be as good or if not better than what Ellis has been to this organization. I think he has been probably one of the best players in the last few years, three, four years for the Houston Dynamo. He has been our star basically. So whoever we bring has to be either the same of you know talent or even better. Obviously, we're striving for better. And, you know, a lot of people haven't seen this kid Vajamich other than his uh, highlights. But hopefully if we were able to buy him, and a lot of people seem to be very, very excited to have this kid in here. Um, and hopefully he comes in and he does a really good job if we do bring him in. And Elis, uh, mensaje for you, my friend. Thank you very much for all your services. We really appreciate, you know, you has get, you have given us... Uh, a lot of really good memories as Houston Dynamo fans. So we will always be grateful to you. Um, and we wish you all the best. And on me personally, I am very glad you are able to kind of finalize, 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 finalize a dream of yours, which was to play in Europe. And, you know, hopefully you the best for you. You're still young. So you still, you know, you still have time to kill it. And, you know, I know you probably won't understand this because it's in English and you, you know, you start working on that. Pero te deseamos los mejor, Elis. And hopefully you, you know, you represent the MLS and the Houston Dynamo in the best way possible. And also, you know, it's a good, it's a good thing uh, because the Dynamo team, you know, they, we still have that, you know, we, we get that recognition of being a team that, you know, had Ellis at one point in time and we kind of let him fly, open up his wings and fly away to the European teams. Um, but other than that, like I said, Minnesota this weekend. Then a quick turnaround, we go to Chicago on the 23rd. We play at 6.30 as a Wednesday, so it's kind of like a weird time. So instead of watching the news, watch the Dynamo game. And then another quick turnaround because that weekend on a Saturday, we play Nashville at 2.30. So make sure you uh, don't stay up too late on Friday. And wake up, I mean, I don't know if 2.30 is early for you, but 
I guess if you had a long night. Just make sure you watch. Um, those are going to be interesting games because Chicago and Nashville. Nashville beat uh, freaking Atlanta like 4-2. Chicago, I'm not 100% sure. I haven't been following Chicago. But they seem like an eh, okay team. Uh, but the one I'm interested in is Minnesota. Because Minnesota with Bebelo, uh, Reynoso, the ex Boca Juniors, uh, he seems to be getting a little bit more playing time. So he's actually getting his, you know, his feet wet or whatever. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. But other than that, thank you guys very much for listening to another episode of the 442 podcast. Uh, very, very much. Thank you. I don't know why I did that, but I really appreciate everybody listening. Hopefully you guys are having fun. Hopefully you guys are staying safe and all that stuff. And I'll see you guys at the Dynamo Stadium, BVVA Stadium. Uh, if you see me, talk to me. Let's talk. Let's I don't know about what, but and also don't forget, if you want to get on the podcast, if you want to be part of this conversation and talk about soccer for, for uh, about an hour or so maybe, we can do that knock that out and then put it on the YouTubes and then people can get to see you too and you can be famous like me. But yeah, cuatro cuatro dos on everything, but not everything, but just you know a couple things. And uh, see you guys, have fun, be safe, and don't drink too much and don't eat too much ice cream. Because moderation is key. That's my dad joke of the week. Bye-bye.